Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have conversations about faith, culture, and society. This is Chris Fuller. And Mark High. And on tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about the subject of tithing. Is it something that they did in the Old Testament? The New Testament? Is it something we should be doing today? I don't know, but we should probably dive in and find out. Mark, you ready? Show me the money. Let's go. Mark, welcome back. How you doing today, buddy? Dude, that was weird. It, we got to throw a little mix we throw up a here curveball. and there. You know, every once in a while. Well, <laughs> should, should, we, should we tell him why, why we mixed it up? Well, because that was our third time trying to start it, and I was like, Mark, just let me do it. It was bad. <laughs> I, it was bad. It was really bad. I, I got fired off the podcast just intro. Just for the night. I got fired. Now we're just going to go back and forth and switch it up all the time. So and just see what know. happens. You'll just never know. I might not even be here. I might just poof. No, you'll be here. Fun fact about the poof. <laughs> I'm thinking about growing my afro back. What? Uh-huh. Oh, bro. I got it shaped intentionally for it. To, yes, I actually did it. I got it shaped intentionally for it to grow again. Bro, why don't you... Why would you start growing it out in the hottest months of the year? That's the way it's always been. You, you dude, never caught that? Dude, VBS, got, what, what was my name in VBS? Pastor Afro. Oh, It's a yeah. thing, dude. So Bob Ross is what I in call it. That's true. But in the winter, I would always cut it because I would wear like a winter hat and I didn't want to deal with hat hair. Uh, but in the summer, I would just let it go. Well, let it go. I'll tell you what. After let VBS is when I always start growing my beard. You can start doing the Afro and we'll, we'll see who gets longer. So you'll look like the white Jesus. And you'll look like the Jewish Jesus. Because I got my Jufro. <laughs> is, is that a real thing, though? Like a Jufro? Like, where did that come from? Um, That's what I want to know. I don't know. Like, not sure. But everyone calls it the Jufro. Like, you know who else has a, a Jufro? Shiloh, my son. He does. Yeah, he's got some he, curly. We don't know got, where it came from. I dude. have no. Well, it probably came from Janiel and her side. They got curly hair. But like Piper has Wait, 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 too. wait. Oh, her hair is so cute, dude. Janelle straightens her hair. Oh, does she? Yes. I actually didn't know. Well, some oh. of the some of the time she's using some new Monate products where she doesn't have to do it. But yeah, you guys are drinking the Kool Aid right now, dude. We're we're doing you guys thieves, are drinking Monate, the Kool Aid. Like, thanks a lot, small group. What's, what, uh, lip sense. Uh, scent, what's what's the skincare stuff that would like? I don't know that. I don't know. It's another MLM thing. I have no idea. I I don't even know. But you guys are drinking the Kool Aid. Uh, yeah, we are partaking in the sacrificial Kool-Aid. <laughs> the sacrificial Kool-Aid. That cost me an arm and a leg. So, but, but you guys aren't quite crunchy yet. You guys are getting to that scrunchy category, somewhat crunchy. Dude, look at me. Do I look like I can go crunchy? That's like saying, dude, you can go like, you know, you can go Gen Z. I can go Z. what? Tell you, me. You go, go what? I no, go what, Fuller? Like go you what? you saying to me, you can go Gen Z. Like you're going Gen Z. Like it's just not going to happen. Not, that's not. The or like saying, hey, Chris, you're starting to look like a businessman. That just... No, <laughs> that's not me. You're a grizzly bear. You're I'm, Papa Bear. I'm Papa Bear. You're, hey, yeah, yeah, you're wearing the shirt. You're I Papa. Am. Okay, so you know how whenever people like have like birth announcements, that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying you're about to give a birth announcement because I, I was thinking that maybe no. you were announcing that you were pregnant or something. <laughs> oh, that's just a food baby. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. I got to apologize. I've eaten way too many Pop-Tarts for breakfast the last many months. But Dude, those cookies were good, though, weren't they? Oh, custom cookies. Man, we are totally, like, all over we're the all board over the place. It's but the either coffee. way, but Papa Bear, you know, people, like, whenever, like, someone's get pregnant, it's a birth announcement. It's like Mama Bear, Papa Bear, Baby Bear. Right. 
Is that when you took the Papa Bear name was when you started having kids? No. Well, yes. Well, yes. I mean, obviously, because you weren't yeah, Papa Bear. I wasn't Papa Bear, but yeah. I mean, I nobody calls me Papa Bear. We just saw these shirts when we were in Gatlinburg, and we are like, oh, that's cool. We should get them as matching shirts. And that, that's like got that a Gatlinburg stuff. flair to oh, the design. It's you the know? bear. It's the bear. It's the bear. Yeah, so, Mark, what are we drinking tonight? That was a segue. Dude. Hey, man. So, we just we got to keep it rolling. The 13 minute is too long for banter. 13 minutes is too long for banter. <laughs> so, I decided to mix it up a little bit tonight because I was the, 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 you were the brewmaster. You were the barista. Well, I didn't go full barista. I didn't no. go like my espresso bar. The brewmaster is probably. But good. we did a, we're calling it the Mark House Roast. The, the Hyde House the Hyde, Roast. Hyde House. Hyde House. Hyde House Roast. The, we're going to call this the Say Je- that 10 We're going to call fast. this the Jekyll. No, last time I did that, I got to four. But we're going to call this the Jekyll and Hyde Roast. Ooh, I like it. Because it's it is, crazy. It, All right. It's, so, it, do you want to explain it? Because you, you're the one who roasted it. I just slapped them together. Okay. I, I just want to add a little point. What is it, Mark? What, what are we drinking? So, about? Ethiopian blend is one of my favorite blends out there. It always has been. I drink the Starbucks Ethiopian. That's my main one until RTC showed up. Uh, but so, we did 50% of the Ethiopian and 50% of the Mexican high grown. Yeah. And it. We wait. This is the part I want to tell. You want to tell this part? So we were. I was telling. Oh, this is I was telling Mark about a show, and uh, <laughs> we started watching the show. I wanted him to see this part. We found out we couldn't fast forward through this show through this episode, and so we were watching it. And Mark's like hooked in the episode, and we totally forgot that we were brewing the 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 Jekyll and Hyde Jekyll roast and Hyde roast in the in the uh, percolator. Well, it wasn't no, no, a French, percolator. French, French press. press. We fresh, yeah, we French did a press. French press today. So it, it sat in there for 45 minutes before we remembered, <laughs> hey, there's coffee. Wow, is it strong. <laughs> Dude, it's, I am trying so hard, guys, to be not hyper. I am trying I'm so like, hard right I'm like, now. my legs are j- jittery over here. and like I'm feeling it. Like, yeah. it's it's kind of stuck in my throat. I feel really jittery. I've... Okay, so Trey Kennedy just dropped out a day one versus day 50 in quarantine yeah, video. Right. I feel like that's me because, like... I'm up till two and I wake up at like 10 and then, but I worked, I mean, people are like, yo, you don't start work till, well, yeah, I work till midnight now because right. that's just what I do. But I, when I, when I have the kids there, they wake me up at like six 30, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, like last night I was up till like one, cause I just couldn't fall asleep. And then I got up at like nine 30 or something like that. So I got to get out of this quarantine habit habit. Yeah. I feel like, you know how like... We lost our good habits and now we're in quarantine. Yeah. Habits. So now I'm staying up late. I'm eating Pop-Tarts for breakfast on the Cookies. Run. Cookies, watching movies, drinking coffee that sat in the French press for 45 minutes. It was rough. It was rough. But I will say, I like the combo. It, it, the Jekyll and Hyde... It's, uh, it's pretty yeah, solid. Because, like, you good. know, the, the Mexican is my favorite so far, more than the Ethiopian. But the Ethiopian gives it this so base. You know I, what I'm saying? I feel like it gives the, it a base. The Mexican high grown is very smooth. Yes. And the Ethiopian just has that bold flavor. Mm-hmm. And mixing it together gives it the bold smoothness. I don't even know if that, that makes corny. sense. But, yeah. Yeah. but but it, it's more of like, I think it gives it a foundation. Because you know, sometimes you drink right. coffee and you're like, oh, it's just, it, it it's needs to be a something. little bit more full. That or you full. drink something that's like, man, that's a little acidy. Yes. Or it's a little um, velvety. Depend- mm-hmm. like the, the Mexican sometimes can taste kind of velvety. And the Ethiopian could take kind of acidy a little bit, but combining them together, you get that nice smooth balance. It's solid, dude. dude I it like is, it. It's good. I like the Jekyll and Hyde forty-five minute, forty-five minute. Yeah, um, that was probably posting. a little much. But. That's okay. It's okay. But dude, so we got a problem. What's our problem, buddy? 
we've gotten some more ratings in, in in Apple iTunes. We're up to 15 ratings now. So thank you, 15 people who decided to to give us a, a five star review. Oh, we got five um, stars. Yeah, five stars. Nice. But here's the deal, though. No one has written a review. They've given us the five stars, but they haven't written the review. What's up with that? And in order to get the mini swag bag, you got to go all in. You can't just like do a little five star. You got to put a little effort in. Right. Get by the way, in. by the way, I do owe Andy Lehman a mini swag bag. We do. Bad. I need to get on that. We do. Andy, we, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I will get that to you soon. We got one over to Michael Stephenson. He left a review back in March 24th. We still don't know who volleyball. 420 is, and or we still don't Mama know Yates. who Mama Yates Mama is. Mama Yates, come on. And I've been checking the email, bro. It's it's on my phone. I check it all the time, and all I get is junk mail in there. What? Um, yeah, I just get junk. Or, or I get, um, hey, we'll do this service for you. And it's like, no, you won't. Go away. Like It's just junk emails. So, so, so Mark, how can people get a hold of us? Well, you see, all you got to do is go to Facebook, Real Talk Christian Podcast. Go to Instagram, Real Talk Christian Podcast. Go online, realtalkchristianpodcast.com or realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. It's that simple. And just that's, that's write it. us. Write us. We want to, hey, listen. All right, it's your time to shine, okay? It's your time to be famous. Time to be famous. We are going to read your comment over the airwaves. So make it good. And to prove it, I'm going to do this right now. So I posted, did you see the picture I posted on Facebook? Dude, it at like, time of recording yeah, it, like a couple of weeks ago yeah, about like you up. pouring it, smiling and my face is going, whole oh, crap. I am like, this is too much coffee. Well, the, uh, the, uh, let's see, is it Prudent Homemaker? Her name is, uh, it just says Christian Homemaker. So I don't really know what her name is, but she commented under that post and she was saying like, Hey, that sounds like me and my husband. And I said, okay, so who's the enabler? And she's like, hm, both. <laughs> <laughs> We're both giving each other more coffee. Wow. And then I said, you know, like, you know, we podcast pretty late on Fridays and you know, I want to be able to wake up, take care of my kids. And she goes, Sounds like another excuse for strong coffee in the morning. And I'm like, these are my people. <laughs> you know, and I might just need to pick me up at 2 a.m. in the morning. I mean, you I, I mean, never know. You just don't know. You just don't know. So we will read it. We want to interact. We want to have relationships. This isn't just a two-sided conversation. We want to continue it. We you want know? it to be a multi-person, thousand-plus people conversation yeah. that we can have. And we we do want to say thank you. We do know we we have at least over 100-something listeners that listen to every single episode. Right. Schneider, we crossed over the 200 threshold pretty quick. We had some issues with the download with with uh, missionaries with Joseph and Kimberly, so we had to delete the first one, re-upload the second one. Right. That's that's actually surpassed like 150 total. Yeah. So it's doing good. We're doing that's good. Definitely. So we want to say thank you out there, listener land, Very for, for so. listening thank to you. our 15. Right. Well, today 12 minute long banter's. Man, it's fun. We're getting we're getting better. We're getting better. We're working on it. We're hey, we're all works in progress. We all need a little bit of grace. We all need a little bit of Jesus. You know what else we need? What do we need to talk about tithing? Oh, but that seems like a a weird conversation, though. It, you, you know, know, it's a conversation that you feel like it almost gets beat over the head in churches because you always have the pastor, especially when there's an offering season oh. coming up like Annie Armstrong or any of the other ones. that. Which, if, if you don't know, Southern Baptist, we take up, well, did you, you know there's actually four different Southern Baptist offerings? Oh, there's Annie Armstrong Easter offering, which is right. uh, missions like here in North America. There's right. the... Lottieman Christmas, which is missions overseas. There's also a state missions offering, and then there's also a camp for your for your state mission offering. So there's technically four offerings. We we do three of them. But thank goodness at Southside, it's not like every time a, a, a one of those offerings are coming up, 
Scott doesn't get up there and do like a three-part sermon series on tithing and giving. Hey, guys, we we uh, counted the money plates. It ain't, it ain't enough. Pass them again. Another uh, uh, another verse. Ver, uh, what's that one that has like a thousand verses that um, they always do at altar calls for like an hour? Uh, I, you say altar calls, and it always reminds Sorry, distraction. always reminds me of Ray Bolt's. That's what this altar is for. You don't know that song? Mm. Oh, Just dude. as I am. That's the hymn. Just as. Oh yeah. I am. Oh, over oh, and over yeah. and over and over. Right. Pass the plates again. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> feels a little light. Pass them again. <laughs> but you know, this is a conversation that. Uh, some people get, I'm just going to say it, they get pretty pissed about when churches bring up the word tithing. Whoa. I said that. I said it, guys. And if you're mad at me, I it's don't okay. Con- I don't condone that language. Yeah, you do. Go back and, and listen to our Taming of the Tongue episode. Oh. Our, oh, <laughs> called oh. you out. Anyways, Mark, so. But anywho, so, but people get really mad about this conversation. And then some right. people, it's just what you always grew up with. And, you know, I, I look back at all the sermons Pastor Scott preached over the six years that I've been there. We had one series, and it was called Developing a Heart of Generosity, but it was not a money series. Mm-hmm. It was a, a holistic approach, approach of generosity with right. our goods, with our time, with our even our homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was like a six-part series, seven-part series. I still remember the artwork pretty, pretty detailed, but um, this is what I do. But there was only one sermon on tithing in that whole thing, and... So that, that brought up a lot of conversations of, is tithing biblical? Is it not? Is it part of the New Testament church? And But so many pastors like uh, Mike Todd down in Transformation Church, you know, they're, they are the fastest growing church in America right now. It is absolutely insane how fast they're growing. They just did one call and secure the bag. And that's, that's more of that urban culture of like secure the bag, the money bag. Mm. And it was all about tithing and the principles of tithing. But then you got people on the other side of the equation where it's like people are saying tithing is actually a bondage. It's a form of um, emotional manipulation and slavery that you're enslaving on people that God never intended you to have. So the question at the end of the day is, is what is tithing and is that something Christians need to do? Yeah, definitely. You know? Well, I mean, first, I think we got to cover what does the word tithe actually mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a definition real quick. And I do want to say this. Tithing is different than money. All right, so just money and tithing, they, they go hand in hand because um, the Bible mentions a lot about money. It talks about money. There's uh, Actually, I got it written down. I got, there's 500 verses on prayer, 500 verses on faith, 2,000 verses on money. So the Bible talks about money a lot, but the question is, is does it talk about tithing and in what way? But, but for those of you guys who don't know, um, the word tithe simply means this. Tithe means one-tenth. It's an Old Testament term translated from the Hebrew, and it's actually um, derived from an old English root word that we get nowadays called one-tenth. And the idea was in the Old Testament times, you gave the first fruits, you gave a tithe, right? and that was just the first 10%, which we can get into this in a little bit, but it's the first on the beginning 10% that you gave back to the Lord. Yeah, it's not what you have left in your budget. Correct. It comes right off the top. Right off the top, right at the get-go. So the tithing just means one-tenth. So when people talk about, do you tithe at your church, they're asking, do you give 10% of your income back to the local church? And we've just lost three-quarters of our listeners. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, man. We, we skated, We're talking about money. We skated by without having to hear a sermon series on it, and here they are talking about money. Here we go. But I think we, we have to admit, though, going into this, that the Bible does talk about tithing. It does. You and, know? And, like, 
Mark, you're a pretty smart guy. Thank uh, you. Thank where, you. <laughs> okay, maybe not that smart. <laughs> Just kidding. But I like, where where are some say. places that that it talks about tithing? I mean, is it does it say tithing specifically? I mean, you said that most places it says like money or dealing with money. Right. And, um, but are there any places where it talks about a tithe, like the specific tithe? So, yeah. um, long story short, part of the Judaic law was the tithe, and mm-hmm. that was given at the law of Moses, and that's what a lot of people know. Um, and what most people don't know, though, is that tithing actually happened before Moses. In fact, we see that Abraham um, with Melchizedek back in Genesis like fourteen. Uh, Genesis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Genesis fourteen twenty. Um, Abraham gave one tenth of his spoils of war to Melchizedek, the great high priest, who is from what was known back then as today is Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And people have this conversation of, oh, you know, well, Jesus in Hebrews, he's from the lineage of Melchizedek. So there's part of that royal priesthood lineage that Jesus has. Mm-hmm. But we're not getting into that. But just Abraham gave a tenth of his spoils this one specific time to Melchizedek. Another time, though, is when Jacob was met by God at Bethel, and that's when like like Bethel College, no, like oh. Bethel worship, right? <laughs> Bethel worship. Sorry, that was bad. He got his he got his waymaker on because he was no longer a slave, and it was Amazing Grace. That kind of Bethel. You like that? I did. That like was that? pretty good. That's pretty clever. A lot of messed up stuff in there too, but it's clever. But um, so when Jacob was at Bethel, um, which remind me, I think that's where he wrestled. God, right? Angel. The angel. Well, angel Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. So he wrestled the angel. Um, I don't know if it was Gabriel, though. Was it Was it the it was angel Ga- of the Lord? Was it like... I thought it said either Gabriel or Michael. We'll have to go back and look at it. But, I'm, I'm um, going to find it. But, I, but if I remember right, that's where after he wrestled the angel. Um, but I, the life of think is... Yeah, a lot of people think it's pre-incarnated Jesus because that's when Jacob wrestled with God. How um, can it be pre-reincarnated? Oh, that's a whole different conversation. I mean, because pre means before and re- oh, not reincarnated. Re- I'm sorry, pre. Oh shoot, what's the word? Um, yeah, it's not pre reincarnated. You ding dong, Mark. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> but it was it was the 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 Jesus before he became like the man and lived the 33 years on earth type stuff. Um, man, I can't think of what that term is. That's fun. But either way, so so after he did this, God promised Jacob the Abrahamic covenant because it was supposed to be passed on to who. It was supposed to be passed on to Abraham, Isaac, oh, uh, uh, Esau, and Esau. But but this isn't right. this isn't. Um, Sorry, I had a I had a mind fart. Right. right. There. So it was supposed to go to um, Esau, not Jacob. But God said, you know, the promise of the Abraham covenant will go to you. And then it says that Jacob promised to give God one tenth of everything he was blessed with. And when you read the the old Hebrew. It wasn't just a one-time event like Abraham. It was actually continual. So he gave over to God one-tenth of everything. What did that mean back in the day? We don't know. But in the Mosaic law system, um, you got to remember that Israel was a theocracy. It was temple-driven. So everything that they gave back to God is what ran the temple. It's what fed the Levites. It's what fed the poor. It's what fed the the travelers and the God fearing Greeks when they would come in and do all these different things. So it wasn't. Ju- it was a worship to God, but it also was kind of like their tax, I guess, for lack of better words, because they weren't right. taxed. They weren't taxed until the Romans showed up. Um, it was almost but, like a temple tax. Yeah, perfect. That's awesome. I, that's a good way to put it. Um, but what most people don't know is there's three different tithes. In the Old Testament, there was not one tithe. There was three different tithes. 
There was the regular tithe, which is a tenth of Israel's seed, fruit, and flocks they were given to the Lord. Um, so the people gave a tenth to the Levites to support them, um, and those who didn't tithe were threatened with a curse, and those who did tithe were promised blessing. Now, we want to make sure that this was a promise to Israel, not a name and claim a thing. This is a true, tried-and-true promise. Right. But this is just the regular tithe, but there's also still two more. There's the festival tithe, which is funny. You know what this one was for? This was the party. Like, they gave a tithe all the time so that way they could do their festivals. It was the festival tithe for the celebrations of the required feast. I like to call this the party tax. The party tax. The party tax. <laughs> the party tithe. And that was in Deuteronomy 12. And then there was another one that every three years, it was the charity tithe. Okay. And this was to support the poor. So when you add all these things together, it's actually fascinating that the Jews didn't just give 10%. They actually gave somewhere upwards of 20, 25%, hmm. which is interesting because that's what around our taxes are, right? Somewhere mm, around that 20% mark? 20, well. I mean, based on your tax bracket, obviously. Yeah, but yeah 20, between 25 and 30. So typically. there was three different ties. When you put them all together, Israelites gave probably close to 20 to 25% of their income, which, you know, they were a agricultural society. So it wasn't just money. It was their produce and their goods and all these different things, which I thought was interesting. But when you get to the New Testament with Jesus, Jesus only mentions the tithe one time. Just one time. Right. In Matthew you're 20. Talking, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm clarify, just Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, not not the apostles, not none of that. He's talking just Jesus. Just, just, just Jesus. I just want to make sure we clarify that because people be like, nah, bro, I remember this and this scripture on so yeah, just Jesus. Which yeah, is we'll we'll get into that because I will be bold enough to say that the New Testament says nothing about tithing except this line right here. In Matthew twenty three, twenty three it says this Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. And that last line is where New Testament churches who preach that tithing as a biblical purpose hold on to. Because they say, Jesus says, you should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. So what Jesus is saying is, is you should be tithing. That's really good. But what about all these other things over here? Mm -hmm. The love, the mercy, the compassion, the grace, the forgiveness, the mercy... You shouldn't forget those either. Good for you for tithing, but you're forgetting all this this other matter. Right. That's it. That's the that's tithing in in the Old Testament and the New Testament. That's mm -hmm. all the Bible says for the word tithe, that specific word for 10%. So the question is is what do we do with that? You know? Well, I'm I mean, getting a blank look. I'm thinking and formulating. Thinking and <laughs> formulating. So where what else does the I mean we we read some scriptures out of the Old Testament we see where Jesus talked about it a little bit, um, but we know that that they gave and and took care of the poor in mm -hmm. the new, in the New Testament and where I mean so we saw yeah the early Jesus church did it all the time yeah right we saw Jesus talk about it is that considered a tithe? It, it's a question because I mean Jesus talks about. Um, uh, it was uh, kingdom over everything with the um, 
you like storing up all the grains and then building bigger barns and bigger barns and bigger mm-hmm. barns. And mm-hmm. Jesus said, uh, yeah, yeah, Matthew 6, where it says, don't store up for yourself treasures in heaven um, because where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. Mm-hmm. And then backing up, it even says, give to the needy, but don't tell anyone you're doing it. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. Right. So you see Jesus saying, you know, you're supposed to give to the poor. Don't store it for yourself treasures here on heaven. And he told the Pharisees, you tithe. That's really good. Don't forget all the other stuff, too, that you're supposed to be doing. So you see Jesus, he he never once said, you should stop doing this. In fact, he kind of, for lack of a better word, was like, yeah, that's not a bad thing to keep tithing. Well, and and to hit on that point a little bit, you know, it's not just tithing, but he also confronted the Pharisees about doing anything to the public eye to be noticed, to have things. Right. Like he's like, you're wailing in the streets, wearing sackcloth and, and ash praying uh but it means nothing you should do that in the what did it say the closet or, or the yeah, yeah you should go to your or, closet and then what you what you pray to god in secret he will reveal in the open right yeah so i mean it's not it jesus was pointing on several uh, hitting on several topics there about how um the pharisees would do things out in the open for the attention of low look at them look at how holy right, yep. men they are to keep that outside glass clean but the inside was dirty which he and he, and he called them whitewashed tombs and right. old wine, old old wine cloths and right. So again, and I, I Jesus like, kind of went ham on the Pharisees, man. There's a reason. Like he went berserk because <laughs> they, they knew the truth and denied the truth. Mm. But that's a total different. And we talked about we that—the one sin that can't be forgiven. Right. Don't yeah. ask me what number it is. Uh, I have no forty point. something. Thirty mm, something. Thirty something. Thirty something. I don't know. Either Between way. thirty and fifty, because we haven't made it to fifty yet. So Between one and hundred. Somewhere in there. But but either way, keep going, dude. Keep going. Uh now I've lost my train of thought. Well he he called no, out the Pharisees. Yeah, for, he for called out the Pharisees. Um and I just wanted to hit on that that when it comes to tithing, whether you believe in it or not, I mean obviously there's scriptures that there are points that it has been done throughout generations in the church. Right. But uh, and when I'm trying to word that carefully because we're we told each other we're going to save our opinions until the right. end. Because <laughs> we do disagree on this a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I, I don't think we disagree. I think we just do it differently. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find but, out. But it was, uh, the point why I brought all this up was, um, if you're tithing, if you're not tithing, then I guess just ignore me. But if you're tithing, uh, you should do it in secret. Uh, your right hand should not know what your left hand is doing. Don't be boastful about it because... If you are, then you have your reward. Um, and it's not about a reward, but if you're looking for a reward, it's about a reward. Yeah, yeah, so. and that's the Second Corinthians with Paul. Right. Um, where he says, um, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, but whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one, um, oops, that's actually the wrong passage. That's, that's not it. That's definitely the wrong passage. That sucks. Wow. Go, Mark. Back in the day, God loves the cheerful giver. Remember the old Steve Green? God love his cheerful giver. Ha, 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 ha. No. I'll have to play that jam for you. It's a kid bop. It's a kid bop. Either way, I screwed that verse up. But That's all right. We so forgive good. you. <laughs> but no, I know but what you're saying. It, all right. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, we're basically talking about that. But, I mean, you, you alluded to Paul. Um, didn't Paul say something else in Galatians 2.1? Yeah, yeah. It says... Um, only they, you know, being Peter and John, and, and all the ministries, this is kind of interesting that Paul is pointing back to the other disciples. The beloved. Like he, well, he talked about, he's talking about Peter and John because when he went to the Jerusalem Council and, right. and did all the different things, a lot of people think that 
Paul actually went into the wilderness for, th- we know he went to the wilderness for three years. Some mm-hmm. people thought he studied under the Apostle Peter for a lot of that. Um, and then potentially connected to yeah. Barnabas, connected to John Mark, and John Mark studied under Peter. We actually have uh, church history on that. Um, but it said that while we're doing all these different things, they asked us in all that we do to remember the poor. And Paul says, oh, by the way, I'm very eager to remember the poor. Yeah, so what? why is that important? Why is it important to remember the poor? This is where American Christianity, I think, collides with biblical Christianity. Okay. And I think this is where a lot of Republican Christians, I'm going to say it, Republican Christians have it wrong. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be bold and say that because— That's a pretty big blanket statement, It's true. Well, it's because a lot of times, you know— in the American Christian world, we're like, oh, don't give handouts, make people work for it. We don't want to, we're all self-made people. And and if you just give people money, they're never going to work for it. Whereas the Bible says, no, give to the poor and give to the needy because they can never pay you back. And what's true religion? Looking after widows and orphans in their distress is, are we supposed to be giving handouts as a society? Mm. It's a hard conversation, which we can go into a little bit today. (laughs) All right, let's go into a little bit. But it's the fact of, we are to remember the poor. We're supposed to be the ones who are, Giving them because even in the early church, so, we talk about they received offerings. And what did those offerings do? The offerings it, it paid for the preacher, the main communicator, the main elder, right? It did not pay for buildings, it did not pay for ministries, it paid for the poor. All that money was it, given for the it, poor, it, okay, and took care of each other inside the church, but also those on the outside. So, so you made a, a pretty big blanket statement about Republican Christians, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not a Republican Christian. I am a non-affiliated party. Yep, me too. But uh, I, I'm going to defend the Republican Christians for a second. So, in the scriptures that we talk about, and we see. Well, let's let's start off in the Old Testament where it says okay. a man who doesn't work will not eat. Right. right. Okay. So yep. it says that. So you said that you know they're, they're they got to work for it and blah blah blah. I I don't think the scriptures are talking about abled body people mm. got to think about the culture back then right so women typically women they couldn't own property couldn't co- have jobs correct correct and then so i said widows orphans well children typically didn't have jobs mm-hmm. or if they did it was for the family right they it was not an income the sick okay if you're sick or needy that's true because back then it, the, the family unit it was did not just say disowned. for just a poor person it it actually spelled it out of, of what a poor person of was. what yeah what poor looked like it was people that could not fend for themselves because if you take about God's same yesterday same forever and when God said in the Old Testament a man that does not work does should not eat I mean mm-hmm. that, that that's very clearly laid out in the Old Testament about how um, that's part of our consequence for fallen sin that we will work by the sweat right. of our brow mm-hmm. um it's talking about able body so i believe and it's honestly what it, i mean it's what america was built on with john smith back in the day like right did i get that right uh back in the jamestown where when they first built it, it, it he said if you don't work you're not going to eat i'm not yeah i'm not sure on that one that's a that's a have to look that up later but anyways <laughs> uh so yeah uh i i don't think that scripture was necessarily pointing to um, people that were able-bodied, um, but didn't just, you know, have a job. And again, it was a different culture back then too. Right. I think it was talking about people that literally had some sort of handicap against them, whether back in those days being a woman, 
you couldn't get a job, own property, own things. Um, or those who were like the beggar at the pool at Bethesda. Right, exactly. The blind man. The yeah, I mean the lepers. They couldn't. They couldn't work. Obviously, they were in a leper colony, and and so that's what the early church did. Um, they showed love and took care of those who could not take care of themselves. Right, and I think that's what that was talking about. But I do think in today's world, you know, we. I would agree with you that we don't we don't take care of people like Western Christianity should. Correct. No, and that's what I was trying to say. It's more the fact. But I of, don't think it's just Republican Christians. <laughs> well, this is where I get that struggle from. Where you know, I talk with a lot of people who, because a lot of people that in the circles that I run with are mm-hmm. very much, we'll just say it, they're they're very left wing, and mm-hmm. just because that's the culture I like to engross myself in, because that it's easy to begin the conversation about Jesus, man. It's fun. Right. But I've had so many times where they're like, you know, church has got these big buildings, but they haven't done nothing for the poor. So what are we doing? Yeah, you know? and it all, it, what what do they consider poor? Poor, I guess. You know, <clears throat> right. Again, if you can, if you can work and take care of yourself, I get that. You know, we should help people out. But if people but, are just lazy playing video games, right? Like that, and that's right. and that's kind of what I'm like. I look at, I look at some of the things going on in this world today about people being on unemployment, and businesses trying to call them back to come back to work and they're like, nah, I'm making more money sitting right. at home. Like that's something different. But I don't think, I, I think a lot of times though, that's just what a lot of the media picks up. And cause I think there are could a lot be, of people out there. Cause I think of the single moms who are trying to hustle and grind and work and can't make it right. The, the, the vets that come back home and they end up homeless on the street because right. of, of various things. And right. I, so I think of these people who legitimately need help and we're like, Oh, pick up, like buck up and get a job, bro. And they're like, I'm trying. I just can't. I th- yeah. I think it's more of an issue with, uh, Western Christianity. West, uh, does not know how to, the, the church does not know how to love like it should. And that's the big issue. It's not that, that we don't help people. Or, Cause I, I think most churches do try to help, but with, They've lost the way of being the actual hands and feet of Jesus. Right, definitely. And and I think that's a good set. I mean, that was, a, that was a rabbit trail. Sorry. Sorry. But, you know, because the New Testament does talk about giving. Like, right. You know, as we talk about, like, we don't help like we should. It talks about giving. You know, you, you mentioned it. Jesus says, don't let, your right hand, don't, let your, don't let your right hand know from your left hand. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing and vice versa. You think of the woman who gave the one talent in our society. Right. It's like bottom like of the barrel like and i'm not saying oh you should if you have no money you should give it all to jesus that's not the point it's the fact of she was she's like i want to honor jesus with my money so she gave all she had and it was more precious in the sight of god than the pharisees who let's just say have ten thousand dollars and like oh look at us we gave one thousand well there's hurt as bad there's a big reason for that and it's because the using your example the woman for the with the one talent um they realize that the things that they have in this life are not theirs. Mm. They're given by God, and they're just stewards Being of stewards them. of it. Yep. And so there's a there's a huge misconception on, especially in in the name it claim it circles. I'll, I'll throw that out there. Right. That uh, it's an investment. You you put it that way before we started podcasting. That hey, if I if I give my ten percent, if I give my twenty percent. Uh, you know that I will give you back ten. I always think of the televangelist. Yeah. Oh, I'm praying right now in Jesus' name that sevenfold will be returned unto you, or tenfold, or and it's like like Ponzi scheme, man. Yeah, like it's a like it's an investment in in the stock market or something like that. Like it's that's not what it's about. Actually, 
Um, something my dad taught me was that if you're not going to give from the heart that it's not yours and you're going to worry about that money, um, you're giving with the wrong heart and you might as well not even give at mm. that point because it's not the point of the money. Right. It's the point in recognizing God as a holy God who owns everything. Right. And who has gifted it to us. It's, I always think of the, um, it's a picture that I've seen around Facebook a couple of times and it's like this little girl has a teddy bear and Jesus has the, the big teddy bear behind mm-hmm. his back and he's asking for the little teddy bear and it's yep. like, just trust him. It's all about that trust. It's all about relying upon him. And we as the Western Christianity do not rely upon Christ like we should. That's what tithing is about. It's not a, just about giving and helping others, but it's about trusting God and trusting in his ways and, and understanding that he's going to take care of us. And that's why the woman with one talent could give, ev- give everything. Mm-hmm. Because she trusted that God would take care of her. And the rich man who gave, you know, 10%, but he had so much more. That's why he wasn't considered as great as the woman with the one talent that right. gave everything. Mm-hmm. is because she had full trust in God. And Janiel and I were talking about... And, and it even says that the Pharisee was like, look at me, I'm giving this much. Right. You know? And, and we'll go on to this. I'm going to say this, but I'm... I'm going to not stay on it too long, but uh, spiritual gifts, gifts like healing and stuff that were happening back then during the early church time. Yep. And Janiel's like, you know, I, I wonder why like healings, like they cast out demons and this stuff, why they don't happen as frequently today. There's nothing in scripture that says that they don't or they shouldn't. And, uh, and I said, I think it has to do more with faith than not having them. That's just my opinion. And, and the reason why is because I take that that scripture that talks about if you have faith as a of as small as a mustard seed, you could you could say to this mountain be moved and cast in the sea and it will be done. Mm-hmm. I think we lack the understanding of faith. Same with giving, the trust and the faith in Christ. We we lack that understanding, and and we as Western cultured Christians, um, we always want to save. We always want to have more. You know, I want. I want that new recliner because my recliner is old and raggedy. So I'm going to save for it. It's, you know, right. this is my money. I work hard for this money. Yeah. How many times have we all heard that from various people or, or, Hey, I'm saving for retirement. You know, like me, I, I have a 401k. Yeah, we yeah, we, were talk, yeah, we, too, we yeah. talked about this. So I, I'm, I'm putting money aside for when I retire, even though we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So we don't even know if we're, that money's going to be for us. Right. Uh, but that's just the way our culture is set up. That's the way our mindset we're kind of, bred that way and a little or it's an individualist culture rather than the communal culture where the fathers live with the kids and then when the kids get old the fathers stay with them and it's just not just that but it's a it's a lack and trust that god can take care of you throughout Mm. your life and he can he can close clothe the flowers in the field and feed the ravens of the air and why can't he take care of you aren't you so much more precious than these things and and it's just a lack it really is a lack of faith and trust i believe um not that we don't have faith and trust, but we lack the understanding of what true faith and trust looks like. Do you think that we don't have the same faith as the early church because American Christianity is so comfortable? I think that's part of it, and I think we distract ourselves. Oh, okay, go into that. Go into that. So what I mean by that is uh, <clears throat> how many times have we vegged out to a TV show or have we decided we're going to Oh, you just, mean like an hour ago? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was about Jesus. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, 
we uh we go for a, a workout to get our mind off of a stressful day at work mm. or um or know, social media social media on, on your phone watching videos like youtube videos listening to music i mean just trying to distract yourself and as i'm just guilty as i'm de-stressing from the day yep like we I need a break we, yeah we're, we're just a recharge right we're just distracted from from really seeking the father i mean we're we're told we should one meditate upon his word day and night mm-hmm. we should constantly be in communication and constantly obviously i don't think means that like every second of every breath is like lord please blesseth thou servant this day but you know you rely on god you had conversa- conversations <laughs> with god um throughout the day right lord thank you you know i i used to know a guy who would do this he would he would be going somewhere, and he would try to keep his mind focused on God as much as possible. Yeah, living with your eyes wide open. Right, yeah. and it'd be like, Lord, thank you for that flower. That's a, a, a sign Ooh. of beauty that you have made, and you've shown me your, through your creation how beautiful things are, and the things you were made are perfect. And mm-hmm. it's just like constant. He would see things. I call that stack the gratitude. And it, yeah, just so just being thankful. Team, and I think gratitude. We we've lost that in our culture today about about being thankful. And having the gratitude towards the things that God has allowed us to see, to have, um, and really just forgetting the first and foremost uh, of how holy he actually is. You know, I think about the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. (laughs) You love that voice. (laughs) I do. (laughs) But, uh, you know, Jesus starts off with our Father, right? So so, so he, he Mm -hmm. he claims who he's talking to, obviously, his Father, our Father. Who art in heaven, obviously, where you're at, you've created this place. Hallowed be thy name. Like, that's a huge thing. Like, that's the first line of the Lord's Prayer. Hallowed be thy name. That's like basically saying how awesome, how powerful, how great is your name. That's mm-hmm. that's what that's saying right there. It's sacred, yeah. It's, it's amazing. And we've lost that. It's We see God as um, something different in our mind. And I, But I think that goes back to the comfort, though, because, you know, you see... Oh, was it Francis Chan? Was it your boy who was My talking boy. about this? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was Francis Chan from his, uh, it was it was a podcast I was listening to about letters to the church. So this might be in the book. So, so and I think you've oh, read I, it, right? Oh, so yeah. He was talking about how there's these Christians that are over in India, I think is what it mm-hmm. was. And um, they were so excited to just gather so they could, they could, read the Bible, they could pray, and they could take communion. Yeah. That's all they wanted to do right. as Christians. And but that and that's it. They would walk for a miles just so they can gather and right. partake in the Lord's Supper mm-hmm. together. Well, you know? The actual Lord's Supper. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> so so they not they, the cracker and juice. <laughs> well, right. That the, the love feast. Uh but they would travel just to do this, to be with other Christians. And right. for us we're like, uh I don't feel like getting up this morning or I can just get my, I can get my Matt Chandler on the TV or, right. you know, a lot of Christianity for us, it, it's very comfortable because we don't have to say, you know, give me Jesus or, you know, nothing else. Like right. we can say, Oh yeah, you know, I follow Jesus. It's all good. Um, whereas I'm, over I'm a Christian overseas, it's like, yeah, I follow Jesus. You want to say that again or do you want to die? Right. Or do you want to say that again and you will die or do you want to repent? And they're like, Nope, I still follow Jesus. Right. And there's so much that we have, and I think COVID has kind of brought us to the forefront that we as humans think we're invincible. We don't need any help. 
we got this. We're, we got modern medicine. We got money. We got systems. We got process. We got policies. The more we have filled our life with this vibe of we are who we are, that we don't need God, the less thankful we are, the less indebted we are, the less we think, oh, without God, we can't do crap. And I think I'm just as guilty as anyone. I mean, we're recording off of podcast equipment in a house with tons of food, and we're going to sleep in a nice bed, and we're going to wake up, and I don't have to worry if my house is going to get stormed because I'm a Christian, you know? Yeah. It's a Definitely. whole different ballgame. But but I want to bring this back into the, yeah, the, the tithe <laughs> conversation. because but, but you set it up really well where we're talking about attitude means a lot. Mm-hmm. And perspective means a lot. And do we actually live the biblical principles of giving or do we cloud it with American investment, money, um, quote-unquote, be wise with our finances? Security. Security, yeah. Because, you know, the we... we we touched on it because the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Paul says right. that the early church they, they we we know they didn't sell everything and were homeless because we have that from church history. But they sold their extravagant possessions for someone else in need. It's almost like me going, you know what? I don't need this Land Rover. I can get around in a little Chevy. So I'm gonna sell. A buddy of mine did. He sold his Lexus, bought a little Hyundai, took all that money and like I don't remember what he, he either gave it to the church or to missions or something like that. Hmm. Um, because some, someone who needed it more than him, because he's like, I don't need to be rolling in a Lexus when this will do just fine. Um, but at the end of the day, the Bible talks about giving and that it should be a thing that we do. And we even see the apostle Paul, he said, you know what? I didn't take your guys' money. I, I, I made my own money. So that way you wouldn't think I was lazy, but we see the Philippians who supported Paul in his missions. Cause he right. wrote in the letter of Philippians, thank you for your gifts. This is how it's being used. Um, so we see in the New Testament that the early church gave like bat crazy right, to, to help out the, the their own. We see Jesus talking about, you know, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is also. You can't serve both God and, you know, the King Jimmy, God and mammon, which in the modern text, you can't serve God and money. You can only right. serve one or the other. And even the Apostle Paul was like, remember, like, you know, I'm eager to help the poor, which means he's going to blow money on helping people that can never repay him. Like right. it's not an investment. It's it's a love in action. Um and it's also a it's also a sign of what God has done for us. Right. I mean God has given us a gift. Mm-hmm. God has tithed to us something that we can never repay. Right, exactly. His son Jesus. So so bringing this full picture into the church today, uh, I know we've gone on <laughs> I was getting nervous at like the 20 minute mark. I'm like, are we going to have enough content? We did. But um, (laughs) we see that the tithe was before the Mosaic covenant. So you can't say that the tithe is just God instituted at the, God told his people to do it because of theocracy. It's how they, it, it was their tax. But we see that the tithe happened before the Mosaic covenant. It was part of God's Mosaic covenant. Jesus didn't disown it. He said, it's good that you're tithing. But then we don't see in the rest of the New Testament, we just see God loves a cheerful giver. Whoever sows reapingly will reap very well. Remember the poor and give them the needy. And the early church were given their money, and, and they were they were collecting money to take care of the poor and those in there. So that at the end of the day, the question is, is, do we need to follow these principles of tithing? I think so. Do you think we should follow the 10% or tithing I don't principle? Know. Or? I mean... Not necessarily the, the I'm, I'm tithe. Thinking, I'm thinking. Let's the, let, but the let's, let's let's answer the 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 term of is the tithe something Christians 
are bound by. Because I I, I don't have the other are article you talking here, about but there's the two. tenth or the word that we use today is tithe, which is basically give money to. Well, no, churches today still talk about, especially the independent fundamental Baptist churches, is your tithe is 10%. Your offering is anything above your tithe. Mm. So you as a Christian, like you I'm are, a non-denom. We didn't talk about that. I know, so. I know. But, but not, now non-denoms do. A lot of the big churches talk about tithing like you wouldn't believe. Uh, but at the end of the day, are we required as Christians to give 10%? Are we required to do it? And are we required to give it to the church? This is time for your thoughts, Fuller. Mm. Let's tell people your, your thoughts on how we do this. Well, Mark, I have a question. That it's a, just a just a, a short answer that I need. But uh, is what we have ours, or is it God's? It's God's. So well, let me rephrase it. God gave it to us as stewards. But God owns it. We're just managers. Okay, so so God, so it's God owns it. God owns it. So yep. So we've established that. So, um, what did Jesus say to Peter when the tax collectors came asking for taxes? Uh, Render under Caesar's what is Caesar's, and render under God what is God's. So there you go. So do we have to give ten percent? I I do not. Personally, my opinion. Are we giving opinion times here? Let's do it, bro. I mean, we we, we we here. Let's do it. So my opinion is is I do not put a necessarily a percentage price tag, whatever you want to put on it. And, okay. the, and the reason being is because then I, lo- I personally lose the heart of this is not my money. This is God's money. This is not my things. This is God's things. God owns everything, including my life, including every breath I take. Um, it's God's. And so I always like to pray of Lord, you know, out of this, what do you want set aside? What do you want me to give? What do you want me to do this? Um, because I'm just an ambassador. I'm just a messenger. I'm just a vessel of his stuff. Um, I'm just a steward. I'm I'm a simple servant. <laughs> and and I, I don't want to cross that line where it's like, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing, but tell the whole podcast land what you do. But so I don't want to cross into that. But I'll, I can give a quick synapse. Yeah, sec. yeah. I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to make you answer your question you don't so, want to answer. So so Janelle and I we uh set out when we got married, and this is something that I've done for a long time, but we set out when we got married that um no matter what we would take a whatever out and put it to the side and that would be God's you tell us how to use it money so we don't necessarily um, give weekly to a church or to a ministry or to an orphanage or like like you don't set up recurring giving right yeah uh, yeah we don't we don't we don't do that because we prayed about it and we feel that God has said set this money aside and I will show you where the money goes on each given case. So that's what we do. We set it aside. And as God tells us, Hey, this person needs this, this person needs this, this, and it's not always to give this person cash. It could be, this person needs a fridge. This person needs a car. This, per- I mean, whatever it may be. Um, and, and that's what we, that's what we as, as a couple have, um, prayed about and felt that that's what God wants us to do. Question. Answer daily double. I'm putting my pastor hat on. Oh boy, here we go. I'm putting right. my pastor hat okay. on. So question then. Okay, so if everyone did the exact same thing that you did, 
would the church be able to operate still with all the expenses that we have? Because if everyone's like, I don't give to the church, I give to whatever's in need. Well, we wouldn't be able to operate as a church. This, this I'm is teeing where, you up. I know. This yeah. is where we disagree. <laughs> so this is where we disagree. I, uh, You have a Western philosophy of church. Sure do. Your, your, your philosophy is that church has to happen inside of a building, has to happen with paid staff, has to have media, has to have worship teams, has to have the things to support that, an assembly I don't want to say them. has to, but I say gets to. Okay, so get, gets to. But um, just like I said to our church in our little Zoom meeting that we had back in, I won't, yeah. Oh, we, yeah, that was a few months ago. Yeah, yep. back when COVID first started, I said it doesn't matter if we can't ever, it doesn't matter if any church can't pay for a church building. It doesn't matter if we can't have paid staff. It, can't, it doesn't matter. What matters is no matter what, everything can be taken away and we're still the church. We're still the family. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I look at church. This stuff, yeah, it's nice. And and yeah, if God puts it on our heart to support these things, great. That's fantastic. But that is not what the church is. That is not what the church, the church, if you come to think of it, We've invested God's money into these buildings and uh, into this upkeep instead of investing it into the poor. You want to missions to taking the gospel out. No, we want to keep it in and keep it in our safe circle. That's just my opinion on it. Um, I, I don't think a building's necessary. I don't think a band's necessary. I don't think social media is necessary. I don't think any of that is necessary. I'm a simple man. Mm-hmm. I'm a... I'm an early church, grew up in house church, man. <laughs> right, and, <laughs> so. and, and I'm on, on on the other side where it's, you know, uh, I've been talking with a friend of mine, um, and their church is an established church, but they chose to rent from the Boys and Girls Club. Rather, I, I think it's boys, or it's, they were in elementary, I think they're in the Boys and Girls Club now. Um, they decided we don't want to own our own building. They have a they have offices, like right. they own a, a piece of property for for offices and stuff like that. So they could have a permanent like this is mm-hmm. for for billing stuff, um, but they they don't have a permanent location because they don't want to put so much money into a building that they can't do things in the community. Mm-hmm. And they've been able to use this bridge of we meet in the boys and girls club, but hey church, guess where we serve the most at? So the boys and girls club, right? So, so but what yeah. I love about other churches though is how much more ministry can be done with the building. Like I think of our church, for example, we have land for VBS. We have student ministry. We have Awana. Um, the local Scottsdale meeting association is meets in our building. And um, I love the churches that say, you know what? Our church, we're going to buy an entire strip mall. Our church is going to meet in the big Menards looking building. Uh, yeah. Like, like I'm thinking over here in Erskine, like Menards, right. but we're going to own all the other storefronts, but we're going to be able to rent those out to other people in the community at a lower price. Mm-hmm. So that way we can pour into our community mm-hmm. or turn these into like, I know some churches turn their entire buildings into community centers. Like it's not like faith of Lafayette in Indiana. That's, like, yeah, like, that's, that's great. Right. That, so they, that's they, fantastic. they put their money into that to bless the community. But, but you know? what's more important, the people or the building? Well, obviously, the people are more important than the building. And as long as we keep that in front, I, again, I don't have a, a huge angst again. I go to a church. Right. I go to a church building right now, Southside. But it's that struggle where I have is where but, it's like, I think we should give to our local church in a routine matter. Because here's the deal is, like for me, like I'll just say it, my, like my tithe's automatic. I mean, it's 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 taken on my bank account. It just happens. So, so you think there should be a temple tax? Not with a specific number. But it's a temple But I tax. think any church member should be given to the mission of the church that they. So in order to go to a church, you should have to pay a tax. 
I think that a member should willingly give to the support the mission of the cause. But you just said that you think that every member I should it, give. Well, yeah, I so, said so I, I, every tax. person should give. They yeah, don't yeah. have to, but I think that's a way to worship God with their money. That's what the government says, money. too. They say that everybody should pay a portion of their money to support the government and the road construction and stuff like that. They should. Right. That's the same philosophy. I don't see I mean, I just don't see it that way. I see that the church operated for a lot of years without buildings. And yes, oh, yeah. it's great that God has blessed and given the heart to people to want to pour into a building. That's fantastic. I'm not discrediting mm-hmm. that. I'm not saying those people are bad or that people should want to get away from buildings. I'm saying that they're not necessary. Right. And there shouldn't be a feeling that you have to give to an established building because that's not what the church is. And, I, and I'm not saying give to an established building. I'm saying give to the work of the ministry. I'm not saying you should give so we can keep our lights on. That's an overhead expense. That but the work of, of the ministry have. is every Christian. The, but the work of the ministry is we give so that we can do our VBSs, so we can give to foreign missions, so we can do various ministries with teenagers and kids and singles ministry and crisis ministries and, and all these different things. So when I look at our our budget as a church, and I'm just thinking Southside in general because I, I know the budget really well. But so I think of our budget as a church and how much of that, yeah, is building expense and staff expense. It's freakishly high. I mean, let's just be honest. Oh, I know. It's high. Um, and a, But a lot of the other money, I mean, we give as a church, um, I can say because it it's public knowledge, but we give 11% of our tithes and offerings directly to missions. So our church tithes on the tithes <laughs> to give to missions. Um, to show that even like as a God, look, we want to honor you with the money that we receive. So we want to make sure 11% on top just goes to just disappears on top of the extra giving that mm-hmm. we do. Um, but when we come together as a family, right, when we come together, it, the idea is we should be giving towards the work of the ministry. And part of that is having a place for us to all gather and worship since we all can't just gather in the home. And this is where we disagree. I know we disagree. We I don't want to gather in too a park. much. Um, we can gather outside. We can, um, Just but with it, yeah. with the tide though. When so when when I, I was to t- tell you the way I teach it to my teenagers. When someone says, "Mark, am I required to tithe?" I say, "No," and they go, "Okay, but but you say you should give the work ministry." I'm like, "Well, yeah, you should." Um, now I don't just give my money to my church. I'll I'll right, say that yeah. I give my money to other places right. too, including other churches. Um, but when someone says, "Do I have to give ten percent?" I say, "No." But it's a good starting place. 10% is a really good starting place. Why? Because it's saying that I can live off of the 90%. God, you can take the 10 because I trust you with with all these different things. And um, this was not a, um, for lack of a better word, it's not Billy Graham, but this is from the Billy Graham staff. Um, he even said that the important thing that we need to see giving as we need to see giving as a privilege, not a burden, mm-hmm. which I know we talked about. It's mm-hmm. not like you have to do this, right. but I saying that you should, I, I, I really think you should, it, but it, I'm not going to make you, I'm not going to require you. There's local church in the area that look at your accounts and they say, this is how much you need to give. Right. And if you're not, oh, you yeah. are not a member. And right. we talked about that yep. and that's not okay. Right. Um, but um, it says it should not be out of a sense of duty, but rather out of love for the Lord and desire to see his kingdom advance. And then another place on top of that um, from Christianity, uh, yeah, yeah, Christianity.com, it says uh, the very last sentence, I, I won't read the whole thing. Um, it says, many who grasp what God has truly given them, he or she, seems to agree that 10% doesn't even feel like enough. 
And, you know, as Christians, we should be giving out of the goodness of our heart and not out of a sense of duty or have to, because what the Bible says, what God loves a cheerful giver. Mm -hmm. Like I'm excited to give. Um, But I do hear so many stories of people where they're like, you know, I'd have a lot of money. I told God, I'll give you my first fruits. I'll give you my 10% as a God. I don't know how I'm going to make it, but like what you said in the old Testament, you said, test me. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to test you. I'm going to trust you that you're going to provide right. for me. Right. And so many of those stories, and they didn't receive tenfold, but they didn't lose their house either. I believe that you should give, you should give whatever the Lord, you feel the Lord wants you to give. Mm-hmm. If it's 3%, if it's 300%, not that that's possible, but you know what I mean? I'm right. Exaggerating. Whatever the, the Lord's leading on your heart, there is, I don't, I, and I think you'd agree that there is no, you have to give this number or this percentage. Or you will be cursed. Yeah. Or No, I will never say that. Right, exactly. And and I think we both agree on that. Um, And uh, we won't get into the where you should tie a thing. We just kind of gave our opinions. I mean, we both, we know we disagree on it. And we we could argue this till we're blue in the face. Like I think, I mean, like me, yeah. Some some of what I, I call it my tithe. It's just right. easy for me to remember. Right. Yeah, that's what I. So so part of my tithe does go to our local church. Part of my tithe goes to another local church. Yeah, and and that's fine. And and I I would encourage put put God's money where God wants you to put it. Mm-hmm. There is no wrong place to put God's money unless it's back in your own pocket. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but if if it's if it's to help the poor, if it's to help the needy, if it's to help you know, the ministry, if it's, if, if it's whatever that is, if it's airmarked for God's purposes, then it's fine. Don't worry about, oh, is this the right place to put it? Or is that the right place to put it? Or should I put it here? Or should I not be doing this? Or, you know, right, like it's not going to go legal- all and nice and stuff. You're not going to yeah, drop dead. Don't get legalistic with it. Right. Just don't get legalistic. I like, think that's like a I good said, thing. Don't get legalistic with it. You yep. know, you know, we could talk about, and, and th- we've had this debate of, you know, churches and are they necessary and all this. And, and, and Mark and I totally know that we disagree on what we think is essential. I'll call it essential. I'm not going to call it not useful, but yeah. essential okay. uh, to the church and their, and their progression of the church. But uh, I, we, I believe we both agree that, that we're just stewards of God's money and you should give as much and wherever God wants you to give that money. Right. And for, and, and this, and this is, I'm not going to be a Pharisee and say what my personal preference is, what you should do. Right. That's, right. that's, that's legalism. Right. For me, this is just me speaking personally. If I give anything less than 10%, I, that's, that's hoarding to me. You know what I mean? And so for me, I'm like 10% is a good baseline. I'm going to say if I give any less than 0.001%, that's hoarding. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's uh, no. but this goes back to preference. This and this it's is a, me. That, this it, is me. That's just a joke. I, you know, I I don't necessarily do a percentage wise. I do what God wants me right. to give when He wants me to give. So it, at but. the end of the day, the question is: Is should a Christian tithe? I think some of it goes back to what's your definition of a tithe? Because yeah. some people is it, is it a tenth? Some or people want to raise a hellstorm over the definition of the term. It's it's a legalism, right? You might as well call yourself a Pharisee and a Sadducee if you want to go over the legalisms of everything. And but argue I will about say it. that. I think it's good for pastors to preach the fact of Christians should be the most generous people in the world with our time, with our resources, with our emotions, because with they our need giftings, to real- and with our money because of how much we've been blessed by God. We need to in turn well, bless others. And that we need to realize and be continue to be taught that we it's not ours to begin with. Right. 
he's the the owner of a cattle on a thousand hills. We are not. We are the servants. We are. That's what steward is. A steward is just a holder, and we do the we bidding. We manage what has been given. We, to we us. don't even get to make the decisions on how it's going to be managed. We shouldn't be. Mm. But God lets us. But a true steward is you're basically going to do what the master says with it. Right. And so if the master says to give ninety nine point nine 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 percent, then you got to trust the master that the master is going to take care of you, just like he said he would. And God is not a man that he should lie. But don't put that burden on someone else. That's, right. That's exactly. the call on your own. Right. Life. I'm not going to tell Mark you shouldn't be giving your money to to our church or another church. And Mark's not going to tell me that you shouldn't just be waiting for God to tell you where to bless people and just setting the money aside mm-hmm. in a different account to just bless people. We're not going to tell each other that because it's it's both giving the Lord's money where God wants us as individuals to give. And and it's going to look differently for each person. It's, there's not a right and a wrong unless you're just not giving <laughs> or and, unless and- you're giving to like... I don't know the porn industry like that's wrong, but but as far as like ministry well, goes, we just or, went there, okay. Yeah, but I I would suggest that any any of you that are listening and struggle with tithe or are wondering more about tithe or where you should tithe or how much you should tithe, seek God, pray, ask God what He wants you to give and where He wants you to give it. Does He want you to take a, a percentage out per paycheck or does He want you to, you know, set aside? the most amount of money that you can, you know, like me, I'm an hourly employee, your salary employee. Right. So to me, my paychecks look differently every pay period, whether I work more or less. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I mean, it could be more or, or less or whatever. Um, and sometimes God's like, you know, I, I won't say who, but I, I knew of a guy, a guy, a person, a being, uh, a being that they got paid and, God told them to give everything, the whole check, every, everything they had. And that's what, I mean, now I won't, again, I won't say where it went or who it was or any of that stuff. But that was, he 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 felt the the burden to do that. To, to do that. It was, hey, this is what I'm going to do because the Lord's telling me to do this and this is where he's telling me to put it. And it's his money. And I'm going to trust God. It goes back to that trust. Yep. Trust God. And I think that's where we, we should end it because, you know, the only place in the Bible where God says, test me, test me with this, and, and see that I don't take care of you. I think that's a good way to, to, to translate it. Test me with your finances, with your money, yeah. and you'll know I'll take care of you. I, at the end of the day, I think we both agree that should a Christian tithe, yes, does, but we disagree on where it should go. Because, like, I think a part of it should always go to the, your local church, your local gathering of saints to do the work of the ministry together. And that goes you back know? to our definition of, uh, of church and what it yep. looks like. And that's the only reason why we disagree on that is because we have different definitions of what that is. Oh, definitely. But I don't think um, either one of us are going to say each other are wrong for the way we died. No, but I would <laughs> encourage you give to the local church because we're doing some great work I would, together. I would know? encourage you not to. Okay. So that was your encouragement. That's my my, encouragement, my yeah. encouragement is to not be pressured to give to a church or to anything, but to pray. Don't be pressured. Pray, pray where God wants you to give. And if he says, and you feel like he says to give to a church, give to a church. I don't think anybody should tell you that you should do this or you should, shouldn't do this that you should do what the Lord wants you to do. And as long as you're given to the work of the kingdom, yeah, that's yeah. good. There you go. 
Is that your closing thought? That's, I think that's, that's a good closing thought. I think you just told me that was my closing thought. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love it. it. But, you know, we want to keep the conversation going. And and obviously, we disagree on some things. But this is this is where Christianity is. Like, this is not an essential issue in my right, mind. The, right. What's the essential issue is we're stewards of what God's given to us. We need to make sure that we don't worship money. Right. We're not so focused on that. We need to worship God. Um, but let's keep the conversation going. You know, when we post this stuff on Instagram or whatnot, we don't just post it as a, hey, here we are. But it's like, write us back, guys. Like, let's have a conversation with it. So hit us up on Facebook, Real Talk Christian Podcast. Instagram, Real Talk Christian Podcast. You could try Twitter, but people don't. People just aren't on Twitter as much anymore, yeah, it right. seems like. So, and then email realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com or head over to realtalkchristianpodcast.com. We'd love to continue the conversation. We'd love to have you do that. We'd love to leave you a five, or you leave us a five-star review, but we we can't end yet because... Oh, that wasn't the end? That well, wasn't the end because for the last 40-something episodes, we've been blessed with fun facts with Fuller. So before that's, that's we my tithe, end, that's my tide to real talk. That's your that's that's your contribution. That's your that's your that's all I'm here for. That's your first fruits. But <laughs> dude, how about this? We're not gonna end with people telling us to listen on podcasts. We're gonna end with your fun fact, dude. How about that? We're just gonna kill it right after your fun fact. Well, well, you, well you might as well start the outro then at that point. You know what I mean, bro? <laughs> oh, you mean this? There you go. All right. So today's fun fact. <laughs> this comes because we had talked about it a couple episodes ago and Mark. You and I talk about this sometimes. I'm very confused. But the oldest your mom joke oh, <laughs> was discovered on a 3,500-year-old Babylonian tablet. It was discovered in Iraq in 1976. However, since the tablet has been lost, uh, however, since, since comma, <laughs> the tablet has been lost, but the remaining, uh, the text remains preserved. They must have liked. Please tell me you know what that mama joke is. I wish I did, but I do not. I could probably look it up. But yeah. But I, but the, the first your mom that joke was that was the was first thirteen hundred BC was no thirty five hundred years old. Dang. Was discovered on a thirty five hundred year old Which, Babylonian yeah. tablet. Which, so, yeah, 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 like fifteen hundred because that was Hammurabi and, and the coach. So, so yeah, yeah, about fifteen hundred. Your mama BC. jokes have been around since before Will Smith and the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Your mama jokes have been around since before Jesus roamed the earth. Boom. Fun fact. Did Jesus ever tell someone a your mom joke? Dude. Did Jesus be like, hey, James, your mom? Oh. Oh, and my mama. <laughs> Either way, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.